Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to episode number 29 of the KFO Show, Kayak Fishing Obsessed. If you love kayak fishing, fishing in general, you are in the right place tonight. I have Bowfin Junkie, myself, Lost in Tackle, Low Life Angler, and Bucktail Fishing. This is quite the motley crew we have going on tonight. And uh, what I did is ask everybody to bring their top five bass fishing lures, and we are just going to absolutely geek out how you fish them, when you're fishing, fish them, the colors, retrieve tricks, everything they know about some of their top confidence baits and so we're going to bring those on here in just a little bit if you're listening in a podcast guys we're pushing 650 listens per episode that's competing with the youtube reach and so it's like neck and neck right now so if you're out there on the podcast thank you so much for listening in i'm starting to hear a little bit uh feedback coming from those who listen just to the podcast because maybe they can't make it to the live or maybe they're not on youtube so thank you guys so much feel free to reach out one of my promises this year is if you reach out i'm going to honor that and take time to respond back to you because i love every single one of you um tonight got the cast cray giveaway so anybody who becomes a channel member and my channel members are going to go the extra mile for some of my guests tonight are channel members really they, it's a way they help support the channel and everything we do here and also i go the extra mile um, we have a bunch of discussion behind the scenes. I let out some of my content early. So if that's something you're listening to, uh, interested in, you can head over to my channel on YouTube, at Wendell Fishing, and check out all those different tiers there. All right, guys. The Knucklehead Bass Fishing Series is my first month tournaments. Almost up. And so let's go ahead over and head over to Fishing Chaos. I'm going to give you a top five. So if you're not familiar with the Knucklehead, it's really the entry-level um, type of tournament. Um, for kayak bass fishermen um, and so essentially what you need is catch at least five fish for the month over 12 inches and if you catch one that's you know beats your lowest one it'll replace it it's a lot of fun so if you want to head over there fishingchaos.com and check out knucklehead bass fishing series but if you win one of the one month tournaments and i got four of them going on um, you want a chance to join my team and we are going to go down to um, Lake Gunnersville, Lake Wheeler on Veterans Day weekend and fish off against a smorgasbord of other team anchors and their teams that are also winning tournaments. And so fishing with Gramps, Hoover, um, Fluke Master, Larry Milton Jr., um, the aggressively average anglers, Alex Rudd, Clay Guida, like the list keeps on growing. And I'm super pumped about it. And we are close to having our first team member. So look at the top five. And Tammy Sanchez came out of nowhere. This morning, I have a conversation with Brian Slayton and um, Greg Massa, and they're kind of, because you'll see here in a moment when I explain the numbers, uh, fishing with Gramps and myself is in the top five, or we don't count, because um, we're, we're anchoring our own teams. We're just kind of doing that for fun. Tammy San Sanchez, 98.25 inches. Um, and everyone would be thinking, oh, Florida, no, 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 New Hampshire. She's bringing the heat from New Hampshire. Uh, Brian Slayton, 94 and a half. Uh, that's uh, the creek crawler, if you guys follow him on YouTube. Uh, fishing with Gramps at 93 and a half. I'm at 93 and Greg Mass is at 92.75. And it wouldn't surprise me that if while we're on the show, you guys start seeing these numbers go up. Because I know some of these guys are fishing right now. 
Um, so that's kind of where we're at there. On the knucklehead, if you have not signed up and hearing a lot about it, you can sign up for June. $15 entry. You just need a catch board. You can catch it from the kayak and catch it from the bank. And so I'd love for you to be a part of that. Just go to fishingchaos.com, type in knucklehead, and you will see all the details there. All right, guys. Remember, this is an interactive a live show. I'm going to invite my guests on. We got Low Life Anger, TJ, my man, Bowfin Junkie, Bucktail Fishing, and then Lost in Tackle. Where are you at, Lost in Tackle? He's there, but uh, he's not showing up. <laughs> Bucktail, running the last minute there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, literally off the water, barely had time to strap my kayak down and driving faster than I should have been. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a text like, hey, I'm, I'm having trouble in the river. I might get there in time. And he showed up in between the time I started the show and the time that I just brought him on just now. So welcome. Glad you're there. So guys, thank you. Well, I, I love, I love this show. Cause a lot of times I'll bring like people who know, like people that people know, right. They have maybe a larger following on YouTube or even do YouTube. Um, but I know some of you guys don't do YouTube at all. And so I wanted to pick the brain of some, some guys who are out there just killing it and want to pick your brain and see what top five lures that you guys are using out there that you're nailing them with. And so just want to, I'm going to start there instead of like going, we'll go off the rails probably a little bit later, but let's hop right into the meat of this thing. And what I want to do is I want to start with like your least favorite, even though it does well for you. And we'll end with your number one lure and, and really geek out. I want to know how do you fish them? Where do you fish them? The season you fish them in, the colors you like and why, sizes, retrieve tricks, nuances to the bait. I think you guys get the picture. So Jake you're going to get the honor since you're the most recent one to flip their kayak. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. Yep. You knew it was coming. First, tell the story. <laughs> Give us the, the moral of the story and then hop into your number five. So everybody says it doesn't, it's not going to happen to them, right? Well, it happened to me. Uh, <laughs> there was a big giant log that was like kind of sticking up out of the water like this. And the water levels down here and it's like well above my head. Um, flipped the square bill over got caught on the other side of the log. Like I always do, you know, I, I catch more trees than fish, uh, paddled over to the, to the log, stood up like I always do in my kayak and grabbed a hold of the log to swing myself around the other side to get my, my lure off. And the log was so, uh, old and decrepit <coughs> and, you know, it broke right in half, uh, fell on top of me, knocked me over, broke my seat, flipped the kayak, all my stuff, uh, about seven foot of water and, and water that you couldn't see, you know, it was like two inches of visibility in, uh, probably about 55 degrees. Um, so I wasn't swimming, uh, jumped in my kayak and that was pretty much my day. Um, went back like a week later, got all my stuff back besides my carbonite catch board and my glasses, my eyeglasses that I need new glasses anyway. So there you go. <laughs> I got all my stuff. Telling, your, telling yourself. What's that? At least that's what we're telling ourselves. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So moral of the story, what do you got there? Because I even think it, like, no way it's happening to me. You think, nope. I got really good balance, and because of that, there's no way I'm tipping my kayak. But exactly. it's the freak things, nope. like what happened to you. Like, I didn't expect a, a giant, you know, 30, 40-pound log to fall on my chest. Um, so you just got to be careful. And uh, it was it was an experience, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Chuck Jones, like, hey, where are you fishing at the water's 55? Yeah, where were you fishing? This is only a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was around it was around 55 degrees. Uh maybe maybe six closer to 60, but my 
um, my fish finder at that moment said 55 degrees. So wow. that was uh, the deepest part of that lake was probably about seven foot of water, which is where I was at. Everywhere else, it's like, you know, three to four foot. Um, moral of the story. Moral of the story. Tether your gear. <laughs> tether your gear. That's hundred percent it. I went out and I bought, you know, eighteen different tethers, and they're, they're I got lines hanging all over my boat, but it's worth it. So no, I um I don't know why I haven't learned this lesson either because after you told me that story, you literally like texted me and you were soaking wet. You're like I flipped <laughs> yeah. the kayak. <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? And then once you're okay, and then we chuckled a bit about it. <laughs> literally a week later, I'm like, hey, I just lost my GoPro. <laughs> And it wasn't tethered. And so there went a couple hundred dollars in 23 feet of water. And I'm like trying to like uh, magnet fish this thing. It's there for life. So that's gone. Cooler lid. You've been baptized by the church of kayak fishing. Hope you had your PFD on. Sure did. Yeah, you did. Well, All that's right. the second more of the story. Where your PFD? Yeah. Because it, <laughs> when, when stuff hits the fan, it goes fast. Yep. All right. All right, brother. Hit, hit, hit us with your number five. What do you got for us? Number on? five. It's kind of right. a very, it's a, it's my OG, very um, versatile. I've caught crappie. I've caught uh, catfish. My very first bass in Ohio, which is only last year. Um, it's just a chartreuse jig head. Maybe you can't see on that side. It's all beat up. And a little paddle tail, a little Kydex paddle tail. There it is. Actually, I think this is a zoom. Look, just a pearl with a little uh, chartreuse jig head for like a half ounce. And I've caught just about everything on here. I've caught a 16-incher. I, I, mean, I don't really fish as much anymore, but I've caught pretty much everything. So I had right. to include it. This is like my OG. This is my very first lure I picked up. This is it. All right. First five. So what do you fish that on? Uh, medium heavy media actually I, have, I usually fish it on my spinning rod now so it's a medium i think seven two uh fast action uh, maybe like uh, i think 10 10 pound fluoro it sounds like it's on the way to retirement why well i mean i'm moving on to bigger better things Ooh, come on, okay. come on. <laughs> getting, that, getting that mag draft in the mail here soon <laughs> yeah so that might be in my lineup that's yeah good. yeah so that that's on my honorable mentions if you will say <laughs> All right, you're making up your own stuff now. I like yep, it. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, that's your number five. Let's go ahead, and I don't know if everyone's looking at the same way, but I got Bucktail next. Bucktail, tell us where you're like where you're fishing at. We know Jake's in Ohio. Tell us where you're at. Let us know what kayak you're using, and then hit us with your number five. All right, uh, I live in South Central Pennsylvania, Chambersburg. I fish mostly the local area around here. I also fish in Maryland some. Today I was in Maryland over near Frederick fishing the Monocacy River. I have two kayaks I use depending on where I am. I have a Perception Pescador Pilot 12 with pedal drive. That's where I fish lakes mostly. And then I've got my Ordescend 12T that I use on the river and whatnot, so I'm not busting up my pedal drive. Uh -huh. um, my number five, I'd have to just go with a jerkbait. Um, size just depends on what it seems like the fish want that day colors that keep it pretty simple either white or uh there's a lot of yellow perch in the places i fish so sometimes i put on one that's got that yellow perch color to it um i just play around with how aggressive i'm being with the retrieve just see what the fish like and then try to dial in on it i usually never go into it knowing right off the bat um fishing jerk bait jerk baits is i'm pretty new to it i just started doing it last summer so i'm okay. still figuring that one out <laughs> 
where have you found the most success on the retrieve? Because you can do a, a ridiculous amount of retrieves with a jerk bait. I mean, do you really get right. into it, like snapping the line, or do you just you know sweep, let it stop, hit the pause? What do you got going on? Last year on a lake up near Altoona with one of my friends, the one who gave me the nickname Bucktail, by the way, um, we were fishing it up there and just working it so hard that your wrists want to fall off. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just they just wanted it as aggressive as possible. It was a windy day. Lots of chop on the water. Um, now, last Saturday, I was at another lake where it was just one or two mild pops and then just let it stop, let it float up a little bit, give it a couple of little more mild pops. And they were hitting on that, working a, uh, I was working a ledge outside of a grass line. And so far, that's all I figured out on it. I'm sure yeah. I'll learn more as I go. Yeah, I, I recently just made a post. Uh, since the jerkbait is not in my top five, I'll, I'll do a little ad lib here. Um, the jerkbait did well for me here in the spring. I, I feel like I see all a bunch of videos on YouTube like, oh, fish this in the spring. That's because you can make a video on any lure in the spring and say that it catches fish because <laughs> fish bite everything in the freaking spring. Um, but what I've noticed with the jerkbait, of course, whenever the shad start spawning and I get like shad balls. Jake, were you and I on a shad ball when we were fishing together? I think we were throwing that jerkbait. And man, oh, yeah. it was that's that's one of the times where I bring it out. Or, or I start getting desperate. They're not hitting anything else. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go minute. We'll see what happens. But um, it performed time and time again, especially in the shad balls, uh, where a lot of other things just simply weren't. And so, like I said, I just had to find the size of the shad. Sometimes they're like, shad, depending on the shad, there's a minnow ball or shad ball. I kind of call them all the same thing, basically fish balls. And so I'm just trying to dial those in. So, yeah, uh, I had a question here from Cooler Lid for you, Bucktail. Are you throwing those two your particular colors in dark water i haven't had the occasion to throw them in dark water yet so that's another one i'll have to figure out i've got a few other colors in the tackle box i haven't picked up and used yet but if i get into some muddier stained water then i'll i'll try some different colors you tell me that river's clear the monocacy was yeah. crystal clear today really we haven't haven't had any big rains or anything in a few weeks so it's water's a little low and i mean I probably spent 20 minutes today with a couple of different things, just throwing them in the shallow water in front of me and working them a little bit just so I could see what they were doing. Yeah. Just the water was so clear. I'd say, what the hell, why not see what it looks like to the fish a little yeah. better. Hey, and if you're going to be late for the KFO show, there's only one reason why you can be late. It's because you're fishing. So you're, you know, you, you get a there pass you there. Yeah. And All we right. Had a, we had a dang good day. Did you? Which, well, we got to talk about that. Yeah. You put so, fish on the board? I put one on the board, a 14 and a quarter smallmouth. All right. I caught a 15 and a half. I got it in, got it in the kayak, and it was a rowdy fish. I know where this is going. (laughs) Yeah, flipping around, flipping around. I finally got it to calm down, got it on the board. Okay, 15 and a half. I get out my camera as I'm opening, unlocking my camera. It flips into the bottom of the kayak, so I wrestle with it a little more, finally get it back onto the board. Three fingers on it, holding it down. And I mean, as my thumb is on its way down to take the picture, it flips again off my left side of my kayak into the water. Of course. And I wanted to weigh it too, but yeah, that was down to two. You didn't get the picture? I didn't get the picture. I mean, my thumb was on its way down to the button when it flipped off. (laughs) Similar similar problem yesterday. I lost an 18-incher down the, the center hole of my kayak. 
right as soon as I got to take the picture. Yes, uh, yes. It, why it, was that open? It, it well, that's where my pedal drive goes into, and it's a slight, a slight little gap, and it wiggled its way down in there. I tried grabbing the tail, and it's. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> of all places, right? But the, yeah, you barely places. fit through it. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I haven't. I've, I've, I've of course heard him flipping over the side, but never through the uh, pedal drive hole. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible, but apparently my foot's going there next time. Like, oh, <laughs> and it was an eighteen inch pedal drive. Yeah, you live and you learn. Oh yeah, it was eighteen and a quarter. Oh, yep. You know, that's the reason why I'm kind of down on the list. Oh, that's the bit. reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, one yeah, fish. Yeah, 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 one yeah fish. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, hit us. Where are you from? And I'm from South Jersey. All right, right yeah. on. I actually had a similar problem the other day, but when the fish jumped, it knocked my identification card off the board before I could get the picture because I was having problems with the phone being wet. I was out fishing with my son. It, it, it went gone. I tried to get to it. I had ah. something to write stuff on. I had no utensil whatsoever. Oh. I thought about taking oh. some bait mate and trying to do it on the back of a card, but... Oh. Yeah. He was looking out for his buddies. That's what he was doing. He's like, hey, not did today, you, not for anybody. Did you at least have it in a waterproof little, little Ziploc bag or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> Calling you out. <laughs> Learn that lesson. Learn that lesson. Well, I, I had two of them with me, too, so I had a backup, and they were both connected. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story. Don't even need to say that one. But hey, you know what? Yeah. I, I love these stories. Uh, I have yet to have one fly out on my boat. I, they've they've jumped. Yeah. Of course, the small ones, they're the ones that get rowdy, right? You're 15 and below. Okay. Your your fat ones are like and yeah. they don't have enough like gumption no, I got, to your body with. I got a uh, board story, but it's on my it's my board story be on my number two pick, so I I'll, I'll wait on that one. <laughs> All right, you hold that one. <laughs> ben, <laughs> from Jersey, um, what kayak that you have, and then hit us with your number five. Oh, I have whichever side that's on. The Lifetime. It's it's oh, a Tamarack yeah. version. No, it's a teeterboat. Yeah. But uh, it's fun. I've, but, uh, you know, it's it's mostly more about playing with it and adding things to it, I think. All right. So you like all the mods? Yeah. It looks like you have way more poles. It's, you get more like geeked out. I mean, well, you are lost in tackle, so that makes sense. <laughs> There's some surf rods up there as well as some deep sea rods. Got it. And like my neighbor just gave me an ultralight that he had in his shed. You know, I pick up garage sale things. I have a couple of push button ones around here somewhere. Where are you from again, you said? South Jersey. About uh, 15 minutes away from uh, Philly. Very cool. Nice. A lot of surf fishing, I bet, then. But that's right. an hour away. <laughs> I, I I get together with my dad, do some surf fishing like once a year. Um, he grew up in the Atlantic Highlands, so you know he's all about saltwater fishing. Oh, yeah. I grew up in South Florida. That's uh, We did that a lot. We fished with, uh, fished with bottles. Gatorade bottles off the side of bridges, and it was great. Good times. I lived in South <laughs> I actually, for a little while. Yeah. I've only been bass fishing for like two years. I grew up as a kid doing some like deep sea fishing with 
some old bait casters and the rod my dad gave me i come to find out it's not even meant to fish with it's to set up other rods with and that's like the third one (laughs) (laughs) but you know i I had fun doing that and when i got my first nest in my bait caster it was no problem picking that out i had no problem doing that so it was a good benefit there there you go all right hit us with your number five number five I, i i don't have any but it's a texas rig and cinco's just because okay. I stopped I stopped fishing Cinco's last year because <sighs> the first couple of bites I got Cinco's on and then I just started dragging a Texas rig behind me and fishing everything else. You know, so you're dragging that, one while you're fishing a second. Oh yeah, I've I've had to really adapt differently for for this month of fishing and not having multiple lures in the line just hanging off here or dragging behind me. Or forget that I was trolling it. <laughs> right, right. All right. So you're dragging you the Texas back. rig Senko behind you. Uh, weightless. I, weightless. I, I caught so many just trolling this year. Yeah. And, and it's it's really that, that dark green color lures. Yeah. I mean, fishing with Gramps was this on last week, and he was talking about the Texas rig Senko, and he's just absolutely smashing them on it. And they set the hook on themselves then if you're trolling. And you're just paddling, right? I've had fish jump out of the water, and I didn't know I had a fish. You even had it on there. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's always, a, it's always a, a surprise when you're reeling it up, and it's a little tiny little perch that that uh, smashed your, your giant square bill. It can't even fit in its mouth, you know? <laughs> you have no idea. I love trolling. It's, it's great. There Gramps is. He's on the show. Weightless Texas rig is the jam. Is yep. the jam. All right. TJ, tell us where you're from. And yeah. uh, the Yaki guy. I'm from Cakes, Ohio. It's in between Circleville and Chilcothy. Yeah. Oh, no. Swim bait. We got a lag. It's a power bait. All right. Ooh. TJ, we're having a – we see it. But we're having a hard time. Your audio is not coming through, which is a big bummer. So I'm not going to kick you off. No, I mean, no, it wasn't until just now. I've been loving those things. You hear me? All right. Those little little Berkeley pre-rigged jig swim baits. I was looking for swim baits, and that was the best deal. I caught. I caught crappie, catfish. The big one was a, a two-foot hybrid striper bass, but it snapped nice. uh, by, by my seat, so I didn't have a net. So it was just a light rig, eight-pound braid. So, it, yeah, that's why I, was, I should have had them on my bigger pole. But these, and they got different collars. Nice. It almost yeah. looks like a – and. Looks like a dark sleeper almost, at least from what you're showing me, uh, but larger. Yeah, All I right. got them too. I just, I these things work. There's, here's my newer old toy for uh, close to the swim bait. I never really got in the water yet. That's a uh, trace. Six, oh, you got the trace. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, creek crawlers. <laughs> yeah, creek crawler. Told me to get these so. I'm, I'm, I haven't really gotten the water yet. 
Okay, you're not the only one that has one of those on the way. I have a, a 3D or whatever, 4D or whatever they call it, bluegill yeah. on the way. That's I was hoping to get it. Ooh. Yeah. I was hoping to get it here before my trip this weekend, but that's they're a little like a, slow to get those out the door. Okay. All right, I'm going to move on to number yeah, five. I actually TJ. found one up in Lake Erie at a shop. Oh, there you go. So you don't have to wait for it. All right, there's there's pretty bad lag between the second by the time I ask you a question and, and the response time. So um, it's a bummer there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you guys with my number five. It is there you go, uh, both in. Oh. It's the it's the mag draft from Mega Bass. Oh yeah. And I was fishing this hole on one of my favorite lakes, and this guy was throwing an eight inch, and like within a second he caught a three pounder. I was like, what in the world? What are you what in the world are you catching with? He's like, oh yeah. And you know, the eight inch, that thing is monstrous. And you might think to yourself, how in the world is anything hitting that? So I ordered one and kind of bit the bullet because those, those these boys are expensive. The eight inch ones are like, you know, the shipping's gonna cost you 30. Um, and so I grabbed it. And every time I've thrown one of those, typically how I'll use it, I put on 18 fluoro, medium heavy, fast action rod. Um, and lower gear because with these it's really a slow it's nice because the the head kind of wobbles back and forth it's got a fantastic action in the water but if you go too fast it will roll and kind of turn the turn the fish off because it doesn't look natural anymore but this is the six inch and i've caught i think i've even caught some on the eight inch with with uh bowfin fishing with me and i don't think i've caught anything under a two pounder that would hit the eight inch and i actually just had a 28 inch catfish. Um, if you check out my shorts today, I think that was it. It hit the eight inch mag draft. I thought I had my personal best for about 15 seconds. It was that I never thought a catfish would hit that thing, but it was crazy. Absolutely yeah, crazy. Yeah, you thought. Uh, yeah, I did. Thought, did not have it. But the unique thing about the mag draft, what they call it, the mag, because there's a magnet on his belly right here. And so you can like shove the hook and kind of hide it up there. Um, and then when it comes out, you have your line connected to the top and it can't use the bait to throw the hook, which is kind of nice. Um, so I don't know if you guys can see that. And so this thing will wiggle all around and it can keep swiveling. It's on a swivel here. And so it really, you can keep that fish pinned and which I, which I really like. That's why I really like the mag draft. So big fan of, you will notice in my entire lineup, I do not have lures. I do not fish lures that are unnatural colors, period. I don't, I just don't have them. Don't fish them. I don't know if I will. Neon yellows, for some reason, I've just had so much luck with natural colors um, and kind of what you see on the bluegill and those patterns. That's what I primarily use. Um, so I have a lot of clear waters where I fish as well. I mean, the worst it gets is semi-stained um, and maybe the most unnatural color I'll use is like blue, but it's like the black and blue, but we'll get there in a moment. So that's my number five. Number four, Jake, Bofin Junkie, what do you got? Number four, let's see. I got the uh, – my wife just got home, so she might walk in here not know what I'm doing. So just a heads up. <laughs> Tell me to take the trash out or something. But I got the uh, the buzzbait, War Eagle buzzbait. Uh, it's a non-click version. I think this is a half mm -hmm. ounce maybe. Or, yeah, maybe a half ounce. Uh, with a little uh, – just a little green pumpkin with some silver fleck, uh, you know, paddle tail, two, two paddle tail. As a trailer, just kind of rigged it like kind of like a swim swim bit here, yeah. and um, been, <coughs> been getting the top water bite um, even even after the post even in the post spawn. So 
this thing is uh it's pretty cool i had to include it um i don't fish a lot of top water but i mean this is just fun to throw this thing goes a quarter mile uh it, it's relatively easy to you know just keep it on top of the water just keep a rod tip up and it's just pretty much one steady retrieve back you can let it fall i guess a little bit from what i've read but i mean i've i've always just had them smash it right on top of uh some matted cover and uh this thing works awesome this uh little wire guard right here just acts as a is a natural uh weedless you know little wire guard and sink smashes nice i i rarely fish i have a war eagle it's in my it's in my lineup but <laughs> it i feel like a tank huh it feels like a tank like this thing I, i've had other uh, little buzz baits and they just felt like you just you just touch them and it, they'll bend you know it, this thing is a tank see if i'm fishing if i want that action on top I mean, the closest thing for me, I always, always oh, go whopper bobber or chapo. And so I just never, I never get past not using that to fish a buzzbait. <laughs> All right, solid. I, I like, I like this because you can kind of like a frog, throw it right on top of some matted cover. You don't have to worry about it getting. That's true. Hooks you know, up. Yeah. Trouble yeah I like the whopper popper. That's more for like open water type of situation. Or maybe along some like edges or whatever, but this you could just throw it right on top. I love it. All right. Solid. Solid. Bucktail, number four. What do you got for us? Ned Rig. Ooh, yes. We're yeah. going to double up on that, I have a feeling. Yeah. I just started fishing the Ned Rig last season. Uh, one particular lake I fish. It's a very, very clear Highland Reservoir. And other than first thing in the morning and very late in the evening, you really don't find any fish in shallow water. So I started looking around at different deep water rigs and came across the Ned Rig. Um, like you, I keep it natural with the exception of on the rare occasions it's stained or muddy. I go to a uh, June bug. I left my Ned bag in the truck when I rushed in, so we'll just take this Senko and there, now it's TRD. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just bite it. On, can you just bite it in half? That's what I want to see right now. Yeah. Um, I use various weights and styles of jig heads for it. Um, depending on how deep I'm trying to get. And in that particular lake, sometimes I'm dropping 20, 30 feet of water. And nine out of 10 times, I just slow drag it, let it click off the rocks. Um, I was watching one of Fluke Master's video, and I think it was Fluke Master. He was talking about swimming the Ned Rig. Yeah. And I tried that a little bit today with a uh, Junebug TRD Tickler. Caught a couple of smallmouth on the river. I think my technique needs some more refining to really make that one effective. Mm. Nice. So TR TRDs, anything else? Mm -hmm. Or you basically stick with Z-Man? I basically stick with Z-Man. Um, yeah. It's just easily available locally. So yeah. I've All got right. a sportsman's warehouse two miles from my house. So. Solid. SGT's yep. writing in. He says, Wendell, you should look up Pat McCullen. I think I've, I think I've looked this up before. He said he was accountant by trade, but caught over 1,000. 10 pounds, 10 pounders on a black buzz bait. All right. Maybe I don't, I feel like I've looked up Pat McCollum before, but I don't know the rest of that story. So, um, I'd give anything for one, just one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> one 10 right? pounder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chuck Jones. He loves me some Ned cooler lid. The deadly Nedley man. It's like a visa. I can't leave home without it. Love it. All right. Ben hit us. Number four. What do you got? I, I like the frogs. 
They're okay. they're so enjoyable. They're so enjoyable to fish. Well, I I, I have this nice little uh, Walmart style one. Yeah. Put some blue on the bottom. But uh, yeah, you painted it. I had I pull some sharpie. <coughs> okay. And there's a little weird eye on there, but uh, I actually got my first frogfish yesterday on this guy. But the frogs are just fun to fish because you. You don't have to deal with all the hookups and snags and BS. <laughs> right. So what do you fish it on? I'm on board with that. Um, well, I just got um, a heavy rod. I just got a nice, a really nice a Shimano SLX, which is yeah. my best rod I have by far. And uh, I last year, I I missed nine bites with a frog. Ooh. And it, I, I started like counting Mississippi out loud. <laughs> just so I would wait a little bit and then go for it. But uh, I, I think the rod really made a big difference. I've had, I've had a couple of bites on it this year, but before I went out with this, with this one, I actually did pull up the hooks a little bit. There you go. Yep. Now just, just a hair. Cooler lid AP Nothing. says, do you, do you boil your frogs? I, I've actually heard that's, a very good thing to do. I, I don't really frog fish. Uh, I want to get into it, but it's supposed to soften that plastic up a bit. It. I haven't done any of that with this one. It, it's you can feel soft ones and you can feel harder ones. And with this one, it. Um. If I gave it too big of a jerk, it would dip down. But then it also did the same thing. It would dip down if somebody, if one of them just like grabbed it a little bit. And then I'd come back and it was filled with water. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the reason I put the pulled the hooks out right there, though. There you you know, if it's if you're getting bites and they're not filling with water, then I would imagine they would probably be too hard. Yeah. Um, any any particular rationale for the colors or I I have heard from many different YouTube videos the dark, the black is what you want to go for frogs. All right. And this is this was the first one I, I finally got a a hook on. <laughs> yeah. I, I just recently took a frog out for some fun and I, I have I have a whole package. I don't, I haven't fished like half of them, but like everybody, <laughs> they, I, I have a ton of them for some yeah. reason. I got some birthday money. I have a whole little chest. I, some of them haven't even touched the water. Yeah. No, I hear you. <laughs> the one I have that I'm, I'm probably going to hook up this week, this weekend when I go to the trip down South in, in Ohio is the scum frog because it is just so soft. Um, regardless, like you don't have to boil it or anything. I mean, it's hardly, hardly anything's there. Um, JT's like, Hey, you can boil it or leave it on the dash of a hot truck. Or so he's told that thing melt all over your dash. <laughs> Gramps. Oh, yeah. A little, the little, uh, little, uh, skirts on the bottom. Oh, of the yeah. just stuck to the bottom. <laughs> so good. I got a black one on a, some like clearance steel and it was so soft. It like, it wouldn't even hold the hooks behind it. Oh, and I, I'm yeah. looking around. I think I think I actually just threw it out because <laughs> I was like, "This is this is useless." If you're looking for a soft one and you're like, "Hey, I don't, I don't you don't know, right?" Because they're in a package, um, and I'm not affiliated. I don't get any kickback or anything. But Cast Gray, I have one of their purple nurples, and I really like the texture. It's it's an it's um, uh, firm enough that it has some weight to it, right? So you can get it out there, and but soft enough that you don't have to worry about you know pulling the thing out of the bass's mouth without getting that getting that hook set so 
I, I, right. I couldn't what, even what figure out names? how to cast the Lunkerhunk frogs. Those little itty-bitty frogs from Lunkerhunk. I couldn't cast it. Oh, yeah. I have to put that on, like, eight-pound fluoro. And, yeah. But I, if you don't have, like, a, a, a heavy, fast rod, you're going to be losing them. Because until you put one a fast, you know, a heavy, fast rod in your hands, um, you don't realize the difference between a medium heavy and a heavy until you if you have a heavy rod in your hand. And so if, you, if you're listening in, you don't have one, you're like, hey, why am I missing my frog bites? That might be the reason, right? You need a broomstick and, and a fast <laughs> reel to be peeling in line as fast as you can, get it up out of whatever you're, you're pulling it out of. Um, all right, let's move on here. Um, number, we're at number four. We got to pick up speed, folks. Um, low life, hit us with your number four. <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to go with the crank. And there it is. Nordic is that cranks. a medium diver? I like the, yeah, it's a uh, I think a little end. I got middle ends. I like the KVDs and stuff, but this one with the glitter, I, that's my go-to. Especially right uh, when sun's shining and all the bass is on, on the bottom. That's Love the magic it. for you. Well, you're, you're going to find that in my lineup, too. Yeah, there's, um, Jake, there's a big hit us one. with your – Oh, so those, are those KVDs like 1.5s and 2.5s? They look like it. These yeah, are Dorman. Dorman. All right. I don't think I put eyes on those before. All right. Yeah. Bill Dorman. Yeah. Oh, Norm. Gotcha. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I have some of those as well. Um, the the real weird eyes that are almost like right beside here's, each other. Here's on top. the KVDs. Here's the KVDs square bills. Yep. Yep. Those are money. I, I like them too. Them. Those are money. I like those ones. Yeah. All right. Bofin, hit us with your number three and two, and then we'll do the final round on one. Three and two. Both yeah, soft. we're doing three and two. Got it. Soft, both soft baits. Okay. Got, gotta love the wacky. Oh, yes. Gotta love the wacky. It was these just a matter of colors. time before someone brought that out. Yep. Yep. So these are the colors I throw. This is a, uh, what is this? Um, I think this is a, I don't know what this is, but it's a um, just a green pumpkin with a little chartreuse tip on it. I, th- I see in like um, real real dark waters. This kind of helps up uh, helps pick the the movement up when you shake it. Um, I don't know if it does or not, but it just I seem like I get more bites on it. Um, right. And then I got the Gary Yamamoto. Obviously, this is the by far the best uh, action I've I've seen. Uh, completely weightless. I use the uh, little O ring with the offset loop at the top that kind of makes the hook stick this way i guess this way instead of in line with the with the worm okay um and they seem to work i i've i've only lost one fish or one worm when i got a bite um but i got the bite i got the fish i lost the worm, <laughs> so i guess that that counts huh um but this one's just a i guess I, I don't, i'm not sure if it's black it looks like it's black but it's a black back with like a pink a red or a pink underbelly okay and it's uh yeah, it's money I love it. It's 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 just enough red to get that that attention, and it's got that black back. And some of, they're all unique too. Like some of them are more red, some of them are more black. It, it just it, it it's all unique. 
but this is it. Uh, number two, uh, what do I get here? Number two, um, just a Texas rig with a uh, creature bait on it. I like the beaver tails. Um, okay. This is a net bait, uh, bait fuel bee bug it's called. Um, it's got some little, little appendages here. Um, I just fish it. I think this is a four-out hook, four-out uh, EWG. Um, and uh, I'll fish a weightless if there's not a lot of cover. Um, or if I'm trying to punch through some stuff, I'll, I'll put a little um, uh, quarter ounce, you know, bullet weight on the top. Uh, I don't peg it just because it seems like it uh, helps out um, with the action a little bit. Uh, I don't know the complete science on it. I watched the video here, or uh, I learned it somewhere. Um, but this one's this one's a Bama bug color. It's like a black and blue flake. On um, the lighting probably sucks. It's a black and blue flake on one side, and then just a green pumpkin with black. Um, black flick you know, on the belly and it just i've and that's where this is where i caught that uh that 18 incher or on where I, the one that i lost down the center hole in the kayak and uh love it did you catch it did you really catch it if it if it flew down through the hole of your kayak i boated it all right boated you landed it. it i boated it all right <laughs> people are like coming in yeah. halfway through the show like what are you guys talking about <laughs> i did boat it just went through the center hole of the kayak where my oh, pedals go down into love it yep all right, so you're saving number one for a second. We'll do a final round. And I want to hear from those of you who listen in, what are your top five? Just kind of throw them in there. I'm curious to read them. Um, one, two, three, four, five, as far as like least favorite to favorite, even though they're in your top five. All right, Bucktail, hit us with your three and two. Number three, Chatterbait. Get that thing away from me. I can't catch freaking anything on Chatterbait. <laughs> I don't catch a whole lot on them, but for some reason I find catching on them fun. <laughs> more well, more fun than usual. Um, basic on colors. I got a all the miners E-Man original. I need to get some of the mini maxes. I've been hearing a lot of good things about them. Keep it simple, black and blue. And I have a blue gill color trailers of similar matching colors. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is some of my old spent brush hogs. I'll nip just a little bit off the head and work them on there and use them as a trailer just to, I guess, recycle a little bit. Yeah, there you go. And then, Number two is Senko. 99.9% of the time, it's either June bug or watermelon red flake. I don't know what it is about the red and watermelon red flake, but that seems to be the, the big crusher around here, just having that hint of red to them. For smallmouth? Smallmouth, largemouth, uh, even some yellow perch and pickerel. Man, whenever mm -hmm. I take gp red fleck into the river smallmouth cannot keep their lips off them it's absolutely it was just incredible every time i i fish central pa for smallmouth and mm -hmm. man i i i only had like 10 of them and they were ripping through them like candy um but man they were just on them on them i had i had a pack of uh some packs of yamamoto's but i was burning through them so fast that now i just get the big bulk packs of bangers because Man, I just plow through them. <laughs> yep. That's what yeah. this is. It's a dinger. Yep. yep. That's what that is. I, I couldn't oh. think of the name earlier. All right. Ben, but what I, do you got for us? Three and two. I'm, I'm, I'm going to the Ned Rig, and I've just been working on that for the last, like, two months because it is just a very good lore if you can do it right. And I've just been having a hard time figuring out which rod to use it on. Okay. Typically, I'll go out with, like, a, a black and blue one, but – it's it's the the green pumpkin that kills it. This is that striking one, that little yeah. tail at the end. 
It's always the green pumpkin. That is the answer I, for any color for any time of the year. G P, except when it's changed. I I actually had to change my soft lure for the first time because I wore it out. Normally, I would just get it snagged or I would just change out to something else. But I changed it to this one, and the one day it hit it great. And then after I changed it to this green pumpkin, <laughs> they didn't want anything to do with it. But huh. it's typically that uh that yum dinger. Okay, there you go. And uh, right. 16 ounce, I really like. One sixteen. So that's your, ounce. that's your three. What's your two? Two, uh, lipless and lipless being mostly that uh, cotton cotton cordell. Ah, all right. You like I the really, solid chrome? I no, I prefer the royal shad, the little purpley looking one. Mm-hmm. I I don't have it right now because I lost it. So. <laughs> This is the cotton cordell that I have, and what I actually I actually cut off that front hook. Oh, I see that now. And I only replaced the back hook. The hooks okay. on it are, aren't aren't you know the best as they go, but uh, I haven't had too many problems with them, so I just cut the front hook off and leave the back one. Uh, change the back one. Is that okay. is that just to help with? Uh, Trying to stay weedless. Uh, yeah, I have wood. so you know, I have so much vegetation, whether it be new, old, or even just whatever. It, I I have to like use baits that are just constantly swimming and moving. I like it. Yeah, that's that's the dream. I wish we could only catch fish on those. <laughs> I like it. Right, I got some questions here. I'm going to pull in. Uh, Don asks. I imagine she's asking me. I think she's asking me. What are your feelings on your knucklehead team? Um, you know, I, I don't have feelings yet because I technically don't have a team yet until tomorrow at midnight um, because it's like neck and neck and there's still guys and girls out there fishing. And I know for some of them, it's only, it only takes one fish or, or two and they're, they're in the lead. So I'm pretty pumped about it. I've seen everybody who's in the top five, um, seen everybody who's in the top 10. Some of you are on the show, on the show tonight or over here listening in. And I'd be happy to have any single one of you join me down on Veterans Day weekend. So just remember, even if you don't make, you know, if you're not first, whatever, if you catch a five fish limit, you can still come down that weekend um, and fish Friday for a chance to hop on a team that'll fish on Saturday. Um, so you can still come down, have a good old time. You just got to put five fish on the board for any one of these given months. So are we think about that. One? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm mean, going to need to because it takes 10 hours to get there from Canton, Ohio. So yeah. <laughs> I need to, need to leave a little you early. The, you got the double yak. 10 hours from Canton. Yeah. It takes me 10 hours to get to Canton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going the wrong way. All right. Let's look, let's look at some of these top fives really fast. Um, Hubby Hub, I guess how you say his name. Number five, Rooster Tail. All right. See, I don't break out the rooster until I'm, I'm fishing trout. Number four, Popper. Three, the minnow like the minnow from the fifties, like, are you talking like the banjo minnow from the fifties yeah, that preceded? That. that was, he was talking about something before then, then the frog, then the power bait worm, midnight shade, right on. All right. What else we got here? JT. Now last week when he was on the show, he wouldn't share the juice. Now he's sharing the juice <laughs> because I can't know he's not, I talked to him earlier today. He's not fishing tomorrow. So he can no, he, share the juice. He's, he's <laughs> Number five, spot, get yeah. the spinner. Four, finesse jig. Three, stupid tube. And he put a monster on the stupid tube this past uh, this past week. You guys see that? Two, Senko, of course. We, we're both in love with um, 
the Yamamoto Senkos. Number four, the Jackhammer. And I know through the video last week, I think he has like a black and blue trailer on that bad boy. And so he did pretty good. He was putting up some, he was putting up some fish the last week. So love it. Um, and let me see, we have anybody else. Yep. SGT Reed. Oh, he's going backwards. Um, number five, finesse jig. Number four, swim jig. Three, casting jig. I think I'm, I'm, I'm picking up on a trend here, guys. Loving, Flipping loving jig it, and then football jig. The man loves <laughs> jigging. <laughs> All right. All right, let's That's hear Sergeant, number. Sergeant number, Reed. Sergeant Reed. Oh, I see. SGT. All right. Sergeant <laughs> Reed, my man. Apologize for that. I like doing like 10 things right now. I got like private chats. I got questions. Boy, nice. I have make sure you guys are still on. Clarence coming in. Number five, cranks, four jerkbait, three creature plastics, two Senko, and number one, the pond magic spinnerbait. Oh, all right. This is all fascinating. I love I learn just as much through the comments a lot of times when I do my videos. I probably get 50 to 60 comments a day. And I'm just pulling information from all those comments of <laughs> fish. And it Really just makes me better. So I absolutely love it. All right, TJ, give us your number three and your two. We'll do a final round for number one and close out the show tonight. Oh, right there. I can tell it's a Texas rig. I just can't hear where you're Berkeley saying. Power rate. There you go. And what's your two? Uh, What's your number two since you're lagging so hard? Uh, all right, we're gonna keep the show moving, TJ. I'm sorry, but you're you're lagging. Oh, it's jig. There it is. It's jig. Jiggins one. I just haven't quite figured out yet. Blue you know what? Uh, Bucktail. It's I'm, one of the reasons I'm I wanted the full rod. Yeah, I cannot. I, I the reason I don't catch fish on it because I don't fish the jig very often because I have so much success successful like the other deals, but I just don't, I can't figure out jig fishing. I, I've had people on who are really smart about jig fishing. Um, I, I don't know, just not my jam yet. Maybe I'll get I into it sometime. Yeah. No, I hear you guys. All right. We're going to do the final round. Number one. Well, I didn't do my, I didn't do my, my, uh, Oh uh, yeah, a few. So here we go. Yeah, we only got the the mag draft. Yeah, here. I only did number five. Let me do number four. <laughs> so this is kind of this is kind of unique, right? So my number four is it's kind of my secret weapon, and none of you have said it yet. What's it? This guy. You guys even know what that is? <laughs> this is What's a Dex the... cover scat. It's a scat bait, scat. and this is the larger the size. Line. They're medium and they're small is just absolutely killer. I just caught a three pounder a couple days ago. I threw this in the lily pads and it's got like a slow kind of fall to it. Uh, right now I have, I think it's a five aught or six aught hook on this bad boy. So this is a pretty big bait, um, but love this guy. And recently I got in the mail today is the, um, what is this thing uh, called? Tanuki. It's the Yamamoto. Yes. Uh, Yamatanuki. Yes. Yamatanuki. And I got it all rigged up. I put a little, um, Oh, well, they got super glue on the top up here. Cause as you can, guys can see here, I'm going to put it up to my camera and guys on the podcast. It doesn't have like a, it's just kind of flat here. So a lot of times when you pull this out of a bath mouth, it will like run down the side. So I actually put super glue here. Um, Cause that's a lot of plastic on the plastic to move. So this is on a five aught hook. Um, I, I don't think you're going to get anything bigger, but since it's such a lot of plastic to move, um, 
that's why I have it on such a large hook. I've seen a lot of other videos out there. Like, put it on a three out. I tried a three out. I was like, nope. Tried a four out. It's like, not nope. gonna move. No, I was like, it's got to be a five out. Um, and so this one and this one are kind of in the same category for me, right? You're gonna throw them in, and they're just kind of gonna do this, and they're gonna get hit on the fall or either typically on a pop. Um, so throw it around the cover. So I look. I'm looking forward to uh, maybe see a video coming out here soon. So that's my number yeah. four. Are you going to fish that similar to like the wacky rig? Um, no, I'm. This is a little bit more patient for me, right? This is kind of. A, I'm going to throw it next to. It's weedless, right? So I imagine you come up on a huge laydown, ton of places to get hooked okay. up. This is where I'm going to let this fall, just in a hole in between those two branches. I would never throw a wacky wacky rig because I know I'm going to get it hooked up, right? So that's where I'm throwing these guys. Um, maybe get some distance. I can throw these things a country mile. Um, so I'll throw them way. If I'm fishing really clear water and the bass are picking up that I'm there and I kind of see them scurrying like, and so I can get these pretty far and I kind of pop them through the water and it's kind of slowly go down. So anytime I don't want to get hooked up, but man, this has been very successful for me last year and this year, this is new. Just got in the mail today and we're taking out this weekend. So let you guys know how that kind of pans out. That's my number four. Number three is the crank. I know you guys have been talking about this a little bit, but this is the uh, hollow crawl. I've had mornings. I've had two mornings this year where I caught 30 plus bass on this guy right here. And I don't know what it is about it, um, but they were actually killing it. Now, this is a cast cray hollow crawl. You probably could have, I probably could have thrown any type of um, square bill crankbait and caught the same fish. But man, for some reason, the shine of this hollow crawl just those, those two days were just picking up bass after bass after bass. And I'm not, I wasn't, never been a huge fan of these. And I've had a ton of them that were still in the plastic, but I've been dialing in the KVDs 1.5 and 2.5. And how I fish these is pre-spawn, we'll throw it out and just do a slow, I mean, really slow. I have it on a medium, I actually <coughs> use on my spinning, spinning rod, just an Xfinity stick, which has, has a lot of bend to it. So whenever I do get that fish, they, they never really get off. I don't carry a net and it's kind of my, my deal. Uh, I don't have another my I, I slip everything. I haven't lost a fish in years. I know people get on me you're like, oh, wait till you get that big one. I'd rather lose it for me because I'm not like huge in the tournaments. I do tournaments, but I'm not huge. In, I'd rather lose it on trying to lip it and getting in the boat than I would using a net. But that's my personal preference. If you like using that, you do you. Fish your own, you know, as they say on the Appalachian Trail, um, hike your own hike. So you do you and support all you guys are doing there. But that's this is my number um, three. No, number two. Nope, that was the number three. And my number two is just like you guys. Uh, I'm all, I always have the Ned rig hooked up. So I use a bunch of different Ned kind of presentations. I've been started moving over to the extra wide gap Ned rig. Um, this is, of course, a Z-Man tickler. Got to keep that away from my other plastic so they'll melt together by tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so I either use the tickler. I don't like the crawls as much. I'll put those on a jig head in the rivers, but I don't use them for largemouth. And then... I have GP black fleck on the TRD. So those are the two Neds I use from Z-Man. Then I go over here. If I want a larger one, I'll put on the Ocho from KVD. I think it's called the Ocho. And so these have done really well on the green pumpkin as well. I'll, I'll put some red fleck in these and that'll, that'll do well. And then ones I've had a lot of success with the, the spring have been the Cascade nubs. I don't know if you guys can see that. Um, 
I just something about them. There's a couple colors that he makes. They're made in the USA. It's kind of a local shop to me. And it's a ribbit bling and like treasure chest. Those two colors have absolutely been killing it for me. So How that is my is that? number two. Um, I would say 40% of a Senko, right? Let me give you a five inch Senko next to the, there you go. So nothing so crazy. That's almost, that's less than three inches though. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's the same exact size as the um, Z-Man, right? Not a big difference there. So that's my number number two. If I can't find them in my number one, I'm going to my number two. So, all right, final round. Number one. Who hasn't gone yet? We haven't done number one yet, right, Jake? You're up? Nope, I'm up. Hit us. Square bill. Ooh, this is yes. the – this is – since the first time we went out to uh, the strip mines, this is the one I was throwing. It's an Excite, um, Excite XB1 square bill. Uh, it's got the rattle. Um, so it's it's a little, um, I, I don't know what, I don't even know how to describe this color. I guess it's bluegill color. It's it's hollow, uh, see-through. And uh, I've caught, this is my number one uh, confidence bait. If I can't get a bite on anything else, this is what I'm throwing. Um, and I caught little perch on this thing, trolling. I've caught catfish. I've caught everything. You can everything that's in these waters up here, pretty much um, on this uh, on this bait right here. And I got to test this it. Is my it. You can catch them. We were fishing together, and uh, we're trying to figure out the pattern. And pop, pop, pop. He was catching them on the on that square bill. So making it happen. Yep. All right. Let's see what you have, Bucktail. What's your number one? You, so this would be like the ultimate confidence bait for you. What do you got for us? Number one would be the Texas rig. It was the first rig beyond a uh, simple hook and worm my dad taught me when I was a kid. Um, I like to use zoom lizards a bit, but they're not my number one. Them and GP or black with a chartreuse tail. But my absolute number one is the baby brush hog. Sometimes I use full-size brush hogs, but baby brush hogs seem to do it watermelon red flake uh usually recently started adding uh bama crawl i think it's called there you go and june and june bug but most of the time i fish it weightless probably 90 percent of the time and two of the lakes i fish up here as the season starts getting on they're just loaded with grass there's tons of lay downs and whatnot and i just i i, I literally beach my kayak in the grass to keep me still and just start absolutely nitpicking cover. Every little hole in the grass, every little twig sticking down, every stump, every tree in the water. And it is by far my number one producer. Nice. And retrieving it, that's one you just seems I really have to feel out. Sometimes I'm even doing it just kind of like a slow reel. And then as I'm slow reeling it, give it little pops. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to find holes in the grass and toss it just to the other side of the hole work it up to the edge till it just falls in that hole and put just enough tension on the line where I can stick my finger under the line and go like that. And it'll make it twitch just a little bit as it falls down mm. that hole in the grass. That's giving them the razzle dazzle. I like it. I like yeah. that. I yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, right. I take some, I take some heat for being so reliant on the Texas rig. I guess it's kind of the, the basic B of lures to some people kind of like it is with the Senko to other people, but man, it works. <laughs> Who cares if it works, yeah. right? People try to clown me all the time for my number one uh, lure. 
Um, and I'll get to that in a minute, but it's like, Hey, why, why not? If that's what's working for you and you've dialed in the pattern, you've done the work and you figured out the retrieve and the colors all day. I don't understand why, why there's this need to, you know, discount what other people are catching a ridiculous amount of bass on and in size and in numbers. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why that happens, but it happens. What, what are you throwing yeah. it on? Are you throwing it on braid to a oh. leader, straight floral? Oh. Most of the time, it's ten pound braid to a ten pound floater leader. Ten pound, um, okay. Yeah, I. If I'm throwing something with weight, I'll maybe do fifteen pound, take it up a little bit. But most of the time, ten pound gets it done. I like to use a nice long leader because after every good fight, cut a little off, shorten up a little bit. I had the I had a ten pound floater leader break just above the knot on me today so i wasn't paying attention to that and uh ew ewg usually 3-0 um in some situations i just dig into my tackle box and find the heaviest gauge hook i can find because i'm really trying to trying to reel in a three pound fish with 10 pounds of grass on it so yeah i, I, was, fishing, I was fishing yesterday and the, the cottonwoods were blooming and the whole top of the lake was just covered in cottonwood don't don't throw uh don't throw anything with a leader because that, that little leader knot will just collect every little piece on the uh, the surface, and it just gets clogged in your eyelets. And it, yeah, I hate cottonwood stuff. So Horrible! Oh man, there it won't come off of either unless you have like fingernail no. clippers. <laughs> yeah, hate it. Yeah. Uh, JT said his brother just put up ninety seven inches this month with the Texas rig. So love it. it. It just gets it done. Texas rig has yeah. never been my my personal go to. Um, I fished I, it, caught fish on it, but it doesn't like. I don't know. It doesn't perform for me, or maybe I haven't dialed it into the point point where it performs for me yet. But all right, love it, love it. Ben, hit us with I, your number one. I take, I will, but I'll take kids out all the time fishing. Yeah, and that's what I'll try and hook them up with is just that Texas rig because it's the simplest that'll produce anything. For sure. Yeah. But my first one is also a square bill, and. I've only come across this, I'd say, in the last, like, three months. But I have it tied up every time, and it's catching everything. And I throw it on a light, ultra-light rod or a medium light, what it, what it was on previously. But it's this little cream lure. This little oh, yeah. cream lure oh, that has a bit of a square bill. And you know what? Fish will stop biting on it. I'll put it away, fish something else, and then I'll pull that out later on. Yesterday, I caught my PB on it with 20 inches and 3 pounds, 3.35. Congrats, so, man. Yeah, I was I was happy about that. The hooks on it are sketchy, though. I would lose <laughs> fish all the time. I started freaking out once I realized I had something really good. And I had a little, I had my lipless hanging off the bow <laughs> and the line got caught on the treble hooks. I ended up grabbing both rods and trying to net the thing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but there, I don't know where to get these hooks from. <laughs> They're so small. They're like size 14. Interesting. All right. So the, starting to get some, like some themes here. Crank, crank hey. rates have made the list. Mm -hmm. On just about everybody. My daughter's here. my daughter's rod did an awesome job with this. That was my favorite rod to throw <laughs> with this yeah. lure. Yeah. 
there's hooks you might be able to find. Uh, look at cheap trout spinners. They usually tend to have some tiny little treble hooks Ooh. on them that would probably work. Here we go. That's a good idea. Got a question from John um, Goss here. When and where do y'all fish the square bill? Anybody want to take that one? Shallow wood. I, all right. Ben? I, I do it. I, I try and have one on all the time. I throw it all the time, all the year. It's, I have deep ones that go real deep. So yeah. like eight, nine feet. So. Okay. Bucktail? I'll give square bills an honorable mention in my tackle box. Uh, usually on the river, uh, just bouncing them off the rocks. Yep. yep. JT? Keeping it pretty simple. When are you pulling that out? Yeah. Yes, bouncing off the rocks. Yeah. So, square bill for me, I when I go river fishing, I'll, I'll get a crawl. I think it's the bombers. Just absolutely destroy it for me in the river for smallmouth. They just love it. And so, of course, we'll do that. But when I'm open, when I'm going for a largemouth, I've actually put away the square bill. I typically get fish it up to this moment, and then you won't see it again maybe until the fall. Um, I just moved Dying. to a bunch of other things. So, it's almost like... It might have made all of our uh, made my list at least because in the context of beginning of the season till now, it's what's been slamming it. But I retire just about all my square bills, or I've broken all the lips on all of them and need to replenish them between now and the fall. Um, but you probably won't see you won't see them for me unless I'm river fishing um, in the middle of around August time. So, but that's just just my jam. All right, bites dying for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, JT, I believe you're up, right? Number one. Did he say he's number one? Yeah, it's, he's up, right? I'm not going crazy. Yeah, he's up. Yeah, he's All up. Right. Yeah, you go. Is that a frog I see? Ooh, toad? Okay. okay. I don't know what oh, kind it is. Weeded yep. toad? Yep. There's that. Okay. Uh, number one frogs. Interesting. Okay. Hey, Gramps, is your number one frogs? Is your number one favorite fish? <laughs> is that but all right, my yeah. number my number one is um by far, if you guys follow my channel or whatnot, of course, is the is the wacky rig Senko. Now, I have a bunch of thoughts on this because I've been fishing it for a ton. Um, because there's a lot of a, a lot of time we're talking like a long, long time. And I've started to just realize um, when it works really well and when it doesn't. So I think I talked about this last show and we talked a little bit more. I use the wacky rig as a target strategy. So when I throw this into a hole, I'm thinking concentric circles. Um, so wherever this lands, um, I'm, I'm attracting fish probably 10 feet from it. And so I will retrieve, I'll go tuck, 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 pause. I will do that five times. If I do not have a fish in five tugs and pauses, I do not continue to do that all the way to the kayak. I found over years, that my it just the bite rate significantly decreases after five tugs and pauses. So I'll reel it in as fast as I can and do a retarget on my um wherever I want to go the next usually 10 feet over and I start picking a lot of times I'm just cruising down the down a line or a weed line or whatnot. Also if I can which is most of the time I'll be skipping this bad boy. Um I just dial that in to the point where I can put it in holes from my kayak with a side cast that are this big where those bass a lot of times are holding up or under a dock. And so love the skip. I love it because of course, and I, I've had someone wrote me this past week. I was like, I never heard anybody skipping a Senko before. I just love the <laughs> skittering that it has 
for that 10 to 15 feet uh, and it's grabbing all the attention from the second this hits the water and you know bass just you know they're they're used to you know chomping on bait fish that are jumping up and making that commotion so i believe that helps out a lot now i've used a bunch of different brands of the senko i've landed of course where a lot of people have landed and which is going to be your yamamoto's because it's all content and just how that falls in the water it's just plain deadly now i've also the rigging is the problem right on the, the Yamamoto's, right? Because everyone knows high salt content, you might only catch a fish or two before this thing rips off. And they usually rip off after you catch it. The fish, you know, the thing that starts flipping around when you're flipping it in the boat, and as it's flipping around, then it pops off, you know, and you you can't grab it fast enough. You're like, holy crap. So now you're thinking of all the ways, how can I keep it on there longer? Because things are 50, 60 cents a pop. I, ball, I buy the, the bulk packs. I got three of these. Um, I'm going to rip through a ton of them. <laughs> They're not cheap either, um, but I, I either get – I got two bags of GP Black Fleck, which is always my go-to, and then I have black and blue for stained water, of course. I think Grandpa Gramps was talking about – JT was talking about that last week. <coughs> but I've tried all the methods, Pleasure. right? Tried the shrink wrap, put it in the middle, and that kind of works, but it's like really tough and really hard, sometimes hard to get the, the hook out of. Um, that's probably my favorite. I recently got some silicone bands. You can kind of lift them up, slide them on. I noticed that when you put the silicone band on, this does not fall as fast and it ruins the action. And so I'll probably stop using those. That was a $20 mistake. Save yourself some money. Although we'll keep it on there longer. I just felt like it could have just stayed at the top of the water column and didn't do the magic. Um, and then some guys will say, put some super glue on it. That might hold it on there for another fish. Um, you put one ring on, you're good. If you put two rings on, it'll rip this thing in half. So some of you guys, you know, you, you see it out there. I'll put the double ring. So the hook is not parallel with the worm. Hook is this way. Uh, if you do that, and within seconds, this thing will just tear with the, the pressure of those two O-rings. And then you have, Jake, what you have, you, you got the O-ring with it turned sideways. That's probably a really good option as well. Um, I like, and I know a lot of people out there will go, oh, I love the um, Nico kind of hooks for the wacky rigs. They're a larger diameter. I like the smaller ones. I like a one-aught. Um, I think it's a Gamakot too. Actually, I think they call it their oh drop shot hook, and that's what I use. Man, don't have any problems with with hookups, so that's kind of my go-to there. But I love this thing; it performs very well for me in Northeast Ohio, and it is definitely my my confidence bait. And once you get this dialed in, man, I, I mean, we're not talking like dinks all day either. Two, three, four, five, six pound bass with the wacky worm, and so that is my number one. You never know what you're gonna get on a wacky rig. So any 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 and all sizes will smash that thing. It is it's a ton of fun. I took this me and my buddies basically fished almost wacky the entire time. We went to um, Southern Ohio, and between I think it was three and a half days, caught over 300 bass primarily on the wacky rig, um, and so it was an absolute blast. Blast. How, how many worms? How many worms did you go through? Um, I wasn't using primarily the the Garys down there. I think I was using I, I bought I either use these ones, I go like expensive top of the line, or I'll go to Walmart, buy the cremes for twenty cents a worm, and you get a five pack for like a buck twenty-five. <coughs> and so it drops it down to half the price. But I only I typically throw those in more shallow water because they don't have that action. But once you try the Yamamoto's and you, you it's act it's actually noticeable. The difference on the catch rate by using these bad boys have and you, have you tried this have you tried the slinko 
I haven't. I've seen them. It's yeah, pretty I large. I, I, from what I hear, they they kind of float. They don't really sink as much. Yeah, I, I got so plenty I, of crap that doesn't doesn't yeah. sink. That <laughs> stays on top. <laughs> a lot of that. I got Z-Man worms that doesn't sink at all. You got to wait them to kind of get them down there. But, <laughs> um, but I know. I mean, the the hook. I know. I think I had Gramps on last week, and he he loves the Nico hook. So I mean, they're both gonna work for you. It's just what I personally what I personally like. And so. Um, man, love it. People clown me all the time on the wacky rig. Um, all the it time. Produces. I can't, I can't tell you like, Oh, you, if you use the wacky <laughs> rig, you're only fishing, you know, stock flakes and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not God. I fish, over, you know, the same waters, public waters, 99% of the time. That's basically all we caught fish on the last time we were out was, was that wacky yeah. rig. And you we, pulled that 18 plus or up. Yeah. I mean, we, we were, we were caught up short. The bite was tough that day. Yeah. Right. I mean, you actually, you didn't have your your catch board. And so you were borrowing mine for the photo. Um, and I just threw my wacky out and let it sink. 10 seconds later, we have an 18-incher. <laughs> Nailed it uh, yep. on that fall. Um, I'm over here trying to photo a 13-incher. He's pulling up an eight. He's like, ah! <laughs> Give, me Give me a second. And so I uh, always let this fall five seconds. Sometimes if I'm on a ledge, I'll let it fall for, for longer. And you'd be surprised. Deadly. Absolutely. Five deadly. seconds for how, how deep of a depth? Um, for I typically was in my shallow water fishing. Um, typically right. for me, like six feet or less. Wacky okay. rig. If I got to go deeper, I'm using something else. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. Oh, thanks, Gramps. Look at that. You can learn more from Wendell's channel. Um, look at that. Let me see here. Trying to read through the comments. I was talking for a while. Do you guys see anything that caught your eye that we should talk about? Yeah, cooler lid over here. Trying the VMC Redline hooks. I have some VM VMC uh, hooks for the wacky. They're actually wacky hooks, as they call them. They have the weed guard, which I don't like. Which I end up ripping all them all of them off because um, I just didn't like their weed guard for whatever reason. Let me see what else we got here. All right, dead stick, a wacky rig for saw guy. There we go. Uh, Rewind shot asked the question here. Do you use a nail weight on the wacky? Kind of making it a Nico. Um, Nico yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> interesting, I, I will, but I don't put a nail weight because they're expensive and I think they're just ridiculously, they're just stupid. So I'll actually go get some pan head screws from the hardware store and just kind of okay. screw those into the end and, and save yourself a whole lot of, of money. And I forgot, yes, Sergeant Reed, this is actually my number one lore. I don't know if you guys <laughs> actually made a mistake. This is new in box. Roland Martin's helicopter lore. <laughs> I'm going to do a video on it. I just I just tracked down a VHS um, so I can actually play the VHS game here. <laughs> yeah. and so I'm going to take this out sometime this summer, and we'll see if we can pick up some fish on this bad boy. Put but, the retro uh, filter on the video to make it look nice. And, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I actually look forward to like getting that out there and seeing what it does so we'll see what happens i found that at a flea market literally still wrapped in plastic so and i have someone um from the from the who's listening in sending me some version one and version two banjo minnows so i've never fished with a banjo minnow i spent 30 minutes watching the infomercial a few days ago i was like hey that action actually looks pretty sick they're doing like a big ad campaign on youtube i see i see videos on youtube facebook all the time now about the banjo minnow Oh really? Yeah. They're still selling them? Yeah, it's got the old school, you know, old back in the day, pulling up the the fish with it. It's 
they're still putting on uh, commercials and stuff. It's like new age, obviously. They're using old clips, but yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. If you want a blast from the past, it's a 30 minute. Go to Retro Bassin, and he has it up there. It's pretty good quality, and it's just a ton of fun. I mean, you see, I think, uh, you know, Bill Dance is doing like a yep. a pitch <laughs> on it, and it's so funny. Like back, we laugh at it now, but back then, right? It was like, oh wow, oh really? Oh, genetic response. Oh, this. You're looking at that thing, and of course, they haven't fed the, that bass in like three weeks, and they're throwing something in the tank and it's hitting it. Uh, but still, it is. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. So if you got 30 minutes, want to take a blast from the past, or you're like, what in the world are you talking about? Because it precedes your time. The Banjo Minnow. And while you're out there, check out the helicopter lore as well. Guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun just learning a little bit um, about what everyone else is using. It's a fun to kind of see kind of the trends. Um, sorry, TJ, that you, our, our connection was a little bad. But, man, it was great if you um, – we will be here next week, next Tuesday. I'll be getting back from my four-day fishing trip, and so I will probably have a lot of stories for y'all. But I'll see you next Tuesday night at 8.30. Thank you so much. Please hit that like button, get some more replay value out of this. We'll see you same bat time, same bat channel next week. Thanks, gents.